0: Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, captain! Oh, fuck, shit, bitch! Welcome back to another successful podcast. I am your host, Mother Fucking Mattis. Um, I am coming at you from Las Vegas. Our guest is definitely not in Las Vegas. Uh, Before I introduce him, I want want you all to, to know, be aware of the fact that he is struggling with something. From a young age, he was diagnosed with British, and we're all praying for him. We all hope he gets through it. At at this podcast, we understand some things are bigger than the game, so we hope that you will um, support us in our fight against the British by not drinking tea and, I don't know, cheering for U.S. soccer, although I guess that's already happened. Anyway, without further ado, here's Shroom. How are you doing this morning, Shroom? Uh, I'm all right, thanks. It's a very
1: nice evening here. Had a had a busy day, and I mean, if you don't want to drink the tea, then that means that there's all the more for me. So thank you. Um, perfect. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Works out for me, and yeah, I forget it's evening there. <laughs> so this is this yeah. is out of all the um out of all the episodes that I've recorded, this is definitely the earliest. So I'm having to make mm-hmm. my own energy here. I'm not going to be as energetic. I've been drinking energy yeah. drinks, been getting myself hyped all morning. So perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. so we got a we have a couple <laughs> questions for you. Just Mm -hmm. to get the audience familiar with you, so we're gonna need your username, and just like in high school, we're gonna need a fun fact about yourself, and then obviously we're gonna need you to tell us how many times you peed today.
1: Okay. Um, All right. Let's just think about that last one. So, a mushroom man, eighty-nine, as you can probably tell from the accent. Uh, Definitely a real human person, and definitely not a mushroom. Yeehaw. Have suddenly drawn a blank on fun fact about me, uh, which probably means that there's not many. Oh, I did live for a summer above an old guy's tool shed in North Wales, up in the mountains. British, British Morgul out there. Uh, yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was doing some geological mapping for my first attempt at my degree, and he was, this old fella was building they call them bunk houses so basically it is just a bunk and there's like a gas ring and a sink and a bathroom and Mm -hmm. he said well i'd usually charge 10 pounds a night for this but it's not quite finished yet so i'll give it to you for five pounds a night and i thought yeah all right why not um so yeah i lived above an old guy's tool shed for a summer while i was doing geological mapping like i say it was very basic there wasn't really a whole lot um there i just had a radio to listen to and some beautiful mountains to walk in so that was really nice
0: and yeah i don't know the, really... i don't know the exact conversion rate but five pounds a night that's way less than i'm paying right now in rent. so i i don't know i do that that sounds great
1: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah just um you know be prepared to to not have <laughs> anything really um Mm -hmm. but i'm really just stalling for time while i think about how many times i've peed today i went just before (laughs) i'd I'd guess it's it's a solid four
0: solid four solid four and it's late at night for you so you've had a whole like you've had had some time that's respectable i'm I'm glad you know i think it's good to stay hydrated good to good to like get lots of pee out in the world but i don't know i could respect someone who keeps their numbers down i'm good with four that's a good number cool i mean really
1: i don't want to do too much because i don't want to excite the bad dragon salesman um (laughs) i know (laughs) right yeah i know know that this this particular line of conversation might pique his interest so i'm just kind of trying to stand with that particular radar as we we go
0: actually yeah, each each guest I have username Fun Fact and I changed the last question. I should ask that to him. That's a good idea because he is a guest on this season. I'll go ahead and announce that. I'm sure that this episode will air first. But looking cool. forward to that one because I have no idea what he's going to be like in person. So we'll, we'll see. He's, I've, I've um, spoken to
1: him before. He's, he's, he's a nice guy.
0: Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. I like him. He's, he's funny. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's mm. all you really need in the free talk thread. Be a funny guy and I'll forgive a lot. So we're good. We're good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so just trying so, across
0: cross the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So bet you after that, you got to know Shroom pretty well, but we're going to learn a little bit more about Shroom because we are going to move to the soapbox segment. I, I'm not the host for the next 10 minutes. This is Shroom's podcast. This is his time. Just like, I don't know why. Why do they say up on your soapbox? I don't know why that's an expression. That doesn't really seem to make sense with, with like what it means. But, I can answer that. Whatever. Oh, you can. Okay, perfect. Go ahead. Yeah. So back in the day
1: when you basically didn't have people people didn't have a platform, an online platform, and actually I'm gonna get onto that in a minute. But what they would do is they'd overturn a, a box so that they could get up at a higher vantage point, and then they would begin really lecturing, berating, educating people and who would gather around you've seen the
0: life of Brian? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, one of the one of the so, good exports from your country.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, British comedy is unmatched, after all. Um, mm-hmm. Apart from James Corden, we do apologise for him. It's all good. We'll give you a pass. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, after the, uh, the the Grunch match, I guess it could be described as on Friday, where <laughs> you know. The, the fate of James Corden was at stake. I don't really know where we've landed on that. So I think we're just gonna leave him in Iceland. <laughs> kind of halfway halfway between. But yeah, so perfect. so like, you know where they're all like preaching and Brian's kind of like fit trying to fit in and everything to escape the Romans. Yeah, that's that's where being on your soapbox
0: comes from. Hmm. Yeah, okay, perfect. I, I'm glad I asked you that first, so I know for the rest okay. of the season. But anyway, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what the, this, this segment is about. Shroom, we're giving you a soapbox, and we've, you've got uh, about 10 minutes or so to talk about whatever the hell you want. So what's, what's on your mind today, Shroom? What is on my
1: mind is, is something of a terrifying question that you're going to wish you'd never asked. But oh, damn. So, Perfect for a podcast, then. That's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what I really have a problem with is the fact that the internet is not what it was advertised to be. We were told that we would be able to basically have an incredible like, wealth of knowledge at our fingertips, which we do, but what do people use it for? They use it to berate each other on social media and it's made a lot of people feel like they have a space and that their opinions are valid. I'm you know, kinda of talking about literal fucking Nazis here, talking about turfs, but mostly I'm talking about furries.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. As one does.
1: Yeah. I mean, back in the day, if you wanted to dress up like a wolf and fuck someone dressed like a cat, quite rightly you felt like a freak. Yeah?
0: <laughs> I, I would assume so. I would assume that is exactly how I would feel in that c- circumstance.
1: But really now, you know, you told that that's okay because there's a lot of people like you. And this is the same with weebs as well. The fact that there's right. now a vast, vast community of people who think that, you know, 6,000-year-old dragons in the bodies of 6-year-old girls are, are fair game. Again, you would feel like a freak for that before. And now it's normalized. But what I'm driving at then is that the internet is quite literally the worst thing that could have possibly happened to humanity. Now it's also a great thing, you know, if, if it's used correctly, but humans just can't be trusted with anything good.
0: So that's definitely true. Yeah, definitely agree with that. I am very happy um, that I interviewed you first. I recorded this episode before Bad Dragon Salesman because I, I I don't know. I kind of want to see if he has a response to that, considering he I, I don't know if he's actually like unironically a furry, but definitely a weeb. So I want to see, oh, yeah. see what he says. And um, yeah, also, like, I, I love that they're on the same kind of tier to you as what you say, literal Nazis, Turks, ter- <laughs> and you got weaves and furries. Definitely. Yeah, the worst yeah. four groups. About the internet
1: well no the worst groups on the internet are the people who will go under any sports tweet and, um, depending on the sport say blank athlete is washed
0: hmm. that's true that's true i i do have to admit i i've maybe been a culprit of that a few times just because like i don't know i i feel like the internet we're already in a state where it's like the internet is fucked so like might as well throw gas on the fire, and get people upset. Oh, yeah. That's that's and essentially like in the free talk there. That's what I do. I just want to start shit. It's great. Perfect. Uh, oh yeah. And I have no
1: trouble with trolling. Trolling is fine, but mm. what I really want it to be is clever. I want it to be funny. I want it to be mm. entertaining to me. And so that's why I actually find accounts on Twitter, like the three year letterman account. And to an extent as well, Barry McArkina, I find them quite amusing because there's that veneer of almost being reasonable and people actually engaging with them, assuming that they are are speaking earnestly and in good faith. When, Mm. if you actually look at what they're saying, it is so obviously a troll job, but at least Mm. they're creative with it i mean this is this is really my larger point it's not about furries or nazis or anything like that i mean granted nazis are far worse than furries um aren't there nazi furries have i just dreamed that or is that something that i've
0: seen the internet? All- i feel like th- this might be a controversial opinion here but like the people that are in the mindset of being a furry and like generally don't care what the world thinks about them i feel like that maybe is similar to the mindset that you would have to be to be a nazi today so i feel like there would probably be overlap i would i don't know this like i'm not speaking like i i don't know but like i i would not be surprised if there were nazi furries that existed
1: yeah and i mean you're gonna have to ask again you're gonna have to ask Bad dragon about that one because he is going to be far more plugged into the culture than i am um and I mean, I'm oh, I'm 33 is... now. I'm 33, so I told myself when I was when I was 19, 20, I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna like grow with the internet, and the internet's gonna grow with me, and I'm gonna understand stuff, and I'm not gonna turn into like my dad where I'm going. What What does this mean? What does any of this mean? Like, why Why are people saying this? And instead of me. Avoiding that fate. I I just think it's come faster because now I look at what Zoomers are saying on Twitter, on Reddit, and I'm just like what? <laughs> you know? I mean yeah. it's not English to me. It does it doesn't like <laughs> there's phrases that are used that I just don't get. Like
0: what what does goated with the source mean? <laughs> <laughs> i would have no idea i i like I'm, I'm a lot younger i'm gonna turn 23 here in a couple weeks 23 years old and like i i it's just impossible to keep up with everything even when i am more immersed in the culture like people my age and that like there's some slang terms i'm convinced some of them people just make up because it's like who's gonna fact check you i could go and be like yeah bro this is pretty bridge like like just a random ass word <laughs> people would be like oh yeah that makes sense like it's just the culture of like because you don't want to be the idiot who then asks and doesn't know what it is. So I wouldn't be surprised if it just didn't mean anything at all.
1: Oh yeah, and that's it. It's it's nonsense. I think a lot of it. And I mean, there's a discussion to be had really about the parallels between kind of Zuma memes and millennial memes and and kind of the early 20th century to sort of that kind of. Art style and the nonsensical nature of it. I mean, there's some memes Mm. out there now that are basically uh, kind of almost almost Dada in their in their conception, which I find fascinating Mm. because you look at the art that society's produced, and memes are art. It's just that they're disposable art that mostly lasts five minutes and a whole. Bunch of people think of nonsense, and mostly they are nonsense, partly. Mm. entertaining nonsense, but, but nonsense all the same. And it's getting more and more nonsensical, and I sort of love that. It's getting mm. more and more surrealist, and I sort of love that. Um, and, and you look back at sort of like the 1920s, and there is that that same kind of move. Towards art being utter nonsense, and it's just interesting to see how it's parallel today. and hmm. um, and everything. so so really, i'm using I'm using my time to talk about the internet and and how it kind of reflects us as as people, as societies. And there's almost a sort of homogenization of culture because we're all sharing the same space it's it's just bizarre and interesting
0: to see and i realized that this is supposed to be comedic and i've gone way (laughs) this is interesting to me so i've i've also i know you're another another philosophy boy so i mean i've studied Mm. it's not my main area but looking at aesthetics like that that's Mm. all something that's super interesting to me and Mm. i actually in college um when i was looking to go into academia which didn't end up shaking Mm. out my research area was in humor and like what makes things funny, which, you know, w- once you start studying it, like nothing, like it becomes way less funny because it's just an academic, like this is homework. But like, it's very interesting to me, like, like on the surface level farting, like there's nothing funny about that. It's just like a bodily function. So how do we, our minds, you know, assign something that's funny to that? Um, Like how do we experience humor from something that, that's so normal? So that's, that's something that's really interesting to me me personally. So I, I completely... Hmm. No worries. This is your soapbox, man. You're doing a great job. And you've given me a, a hell of a prequel episode for Bad Dragon Salesman and his episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's going to enjoy this. Um,
1: yeah. And I would say that I apologize to, to the fairies out there, but I'm
0: not sure I do. Perfect. I will keep us moving. So next up, we have... Um, Possibly, probably my favorite segment. We've got we get it your draft day. Oh uh, yeah. So concept of this is I'm going where it's just a regular regular draft. We have a topic. Um, my my guest will always have the store will pick. They'll pick uh, mm-hmm. a thing from this topic. I'll pick the next thing. We'll go back and forth until we've each had five draft picks. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, we'll put a straw poll on Reddit. When this episode airs, you'll you'll see it attached to um, the thread that I created with this. You guys can vote on whose team um, did better, and mm-hmm. the loser will have to pay the winner's charity 10 US dollars. I didn't realize you are in pounds, but I don't know, same thing, 10 US dollars. Um, oh, yeah. So my charity, as always, I'm representing Rape on Campus, which is um, an organization that provides support to victims of rape, as well as advocates for legislation to make campuses safer places for women. Trumi, uh, what are you representing today? I am going to represent the British
1: Heart Foundation which is quite close to my heart if you'll pardon the pun uh, my dad has a heart attack, he's he's alright uh, but my dad had a heart attack a few years ago about five years ago and um, so research into heart disease and stuff that we can do to mitigate it you know prevent it is really really important we've all got at heart we've all got you know needs to look after it so yeah yeah that's that's what i'm yeah that's what i'm drafting for today and i'll keep it in mind when i take you down (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. sounds sounds like a great charity. I hope you uh pick some good ice cream flavors to, to help with heart prevention. <laughs> possibly, heart heart possibly prevention. Not.
1: Heart
0: sorry, not heart prevention. Oh. I think everyone you don't want to prevent yourself from having a heart heart problem oh, sorry, prevention, no. heart medical issues. But
1: <laughs> yeah, eat less ice cream number one.
0: Um I'm happy with that. Yeah, I guess I didn't say it, but for for our listeners, yes, our our um topic today is ice cream flavors and we're going to give shroom number round one pick one what where are you going
1: so i mean this is this is like the andrew luck pick it's it's something i've had a lot of time to think about something that i've done done my research on the, the way that i figured it was if someone is going to the store say getting some ice cream what flavor do you want the flavor that I always tell them to get is fish food. So number one overall pick in the ice cream draft is Ben and Jerry's fish
0: food. Okay, I actually haven't haven't had it. I've heard all the hype about it. So, I mean, I, I, trust, I trust you. I trust that it's, it's probably great. Um, saying this to Andrew Luck pick, I hope the, the tank campaign went well to get this first overall pick today. But um, it, it, yeah, I think yeah. he's going to do some great things for your team. I, I really hope so. He's going
1: to carry us to, well, the playoffs at least, and um, hopefully, hopefully go one better than Andrew Luck ever went and get to big game and get that <laughs> championship.
0: Right, yeah, you're going to need to draft an offensive line. <laughs> That's definitely, you gotta got to keep them safe. But for, for me, I feel like this, this might be a, a controversial one, uh, number one overall. I know there are going to be some people calling this a reach, but I really, when I think about it, I think it's hard to argue against. I don't think anyone dislikes cookie dough. So I'll go chocolate chip cookie dough for my round one pick two.
1: Mate, that was literally second on my draft board. I'll take a picture. I'll oh, really? Give. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect, Absolutely. Uh, it doesn't hurt that they do it in a vegan flavor, which means that I won't, you know, drop my guts when I eat a
0: load of it. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Are you vegan? Yeah. Are you lactose intolerant Something? You're vegan? No, no, I'm not vegan. I, I, mate, I'm boiling a turkey carcass at the minute.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... Uh, I've got a slight lactose sensitivity, shall we say. So, oh, perfect, so, perfect.
0: Yeah, I'm just did I, did I pick the absolute wrong person for the ice cream <laughs> topic? Strap, but okay, perfect. That's that's great. So round two, I'm kind of c- gonna
1: carry on with the uh, with caramel because there's a bit of caramel in the fish food. There, I'm just gonna go plain salted caramel. Okay, salted salt caramel ice cream. It's it's a solid pick. It's you know it's it's. Not exotic, but it's it's not, you know, the most uh, most out there pick, but it's also not, you yeah. know, just plain and boring and I won't say the word. So <laughs> yeah, salted caramel. You see it on the menu, you think I fancy some of that will have to be nice.
0: I respect uh, it. I don't think anyone like I don't think anyone would argue against caramel. That's a that's a Tim Duncan pick for me. Lots of lots of fundamentals. <laughs> I mean that's no you might not get excited about it, but it's going Everyone's gonna love it, so i i I like that. For me, I mean, I wasn't thinking that that I wasn't thinking this flavor was gonna make it to the the fourth pick. So I'm very ecstatic. I'm gonna go cookies and cream. I think that's just also just a just a classic. Who doesn't like Oreos? I mean, especially with mustard in them, right? Um, oh yeah, especially with mustard. Should have damn missed miss an opportunity. Should have done mustard cookies and cream.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I can't I can't disagree with you here. Cookies and cream is is again like you say it's it's solid. It's very, very popular. I think, you know, this is gonna be really popular with the fan base. No real yeah. off field issues either. So yeah, I can't I can't
0: disagree with you though. That's that's a good pick. Solid. Again, sort of Yeah, I am am gunning for the, the VSAS vote. I'm hoping that she she, she hops and listens to this podcast. So yeah.
1: Alright, so I, I'm gonna go a bit exotic. I'm gonna go a bit exotic here. Get a bit of flair in there. And I'm gonna go Third,
0: third, overall pick. I'm going to go mango. Mango. Okay, mm. that's kind of a that's kind of I I I don't know. I wouldn't say that's a reach. <laughs> I'm saying that that's one I wasn't really expecting. That's out of out of nowhere. Could work out. I mean, it's sometimes okay. you have the, those picks that you, you don't see coming from nowhere and it, it pans out. So oh,
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a bit like the Cole Strange pick. Maybe you know, it's it's up there. It's good, mm-hmm. and you know that you know it's it's going to be good. And what you've seen from it previously. It's solid. There's not a lot of variation I've found in the mango ice cream that I've had. Mm. But people are like, huh? Really? Take, taking it there? Yeah, I am. You bet I am.
0: Go for it. No, so, stick by your guys. I, I respect that. Stick by your guys. I'm going to go. Yeah, I think so. Th- this, I don't think, has the, the highest highest ceiling, but it is a high floor. And I, I really value the consistency. I am going to go mint chocolate chip.
1: I mean, mint chocolate chip. Yeah. Solid. You know, first in, last out kind of guy. Lunch pail brings it (laughs) real, real, real gym rat scrappy. I've I've got what my fourth pick now, I'm going to go with a big name for pick four. I'm going to go with a big name that doesn't necessarily get the credit it deserves. It does a lot of heavy lifting and it's, it's a big name for a reason. That's vanilla.
0: Vanilla, Okay. I did have vanilla on my draft board. I did. It's, you know, it's one Again, not people get excited about, but as a base flavor, like like so many of the the flavors that I picked have vanilla in it, and I, I don't know, I think it's an underrated flavor. I do think so, so I I do like that pick at four.
1: Uh, it's a value pick, and that's it. It's a value pick, and I think that I'm gonna get a lot of good production from it. So yeah, I'm really happy with that.
0: Man, that actually was next up on my draft board, so now I'm I've got to got to scramble a bit. We're the same wavelength there, but mm. I think um. This is a little controversial, but I'll go Butter Pecan. I think that's one that... Um, <laughs> it's not the most exciting, but, like, I, I've... I en- who, who doesn't like pecans, man? I, I I like it. I think that's a pretty solid pick at four.
1: I mean, that's a solid pick because I, I know the name, and it's out there. It's not something I've personally experienced. Um, not something mm-hmm. that I would have picked myself, but I, I can't disagree mm-hmm. with, with the value. Like you say, vanilla, great value. Butter Pecan, mm-hmm. great value again. So... Yeah, good pick. I like it. All right. We're gonna we're gonna go with strawberries and cream. Strawberries and cream for me. I think that it's great all rounder. It's refreshing. It's probably not one of your five a day. I think that, you know, once you turn something into ice cream, it loses most of its nutrition or value. But you know, it's it's again, I, I'm really trying to build a team of grinders here.
0: Yeah, what I like about your team, it, it's got a lot of variation. I have a lot of kind of the same, you know, vanilla bases, and I'm I'm really going hard on that's That's my draft strategy. But you, you've got a lot of diversity here. I mean, there's a diff, it's a different experience eating these different flavors on your team.
1: I mean, it's, it's a diversity of flavor, but it's a unity of purpose, and that's what you've got to look at. And I'm really thinking of the character of these guys here. Yeah, this that's really cool.
0: quite beautiful. That's going to be a good locker room c- culture over there. Um, I'm yeah. gonna go ahead with with the, to round off the drafts. Looking at my draft board, I think the best player I have remaining is a little bit of a different direction, but I'm gonna go with um, Sherbert. Ooh. I didn't really like. I didn't really specify a, a flavor. I'm thinking like that rainbow shit they sell. I think I think that's one that like. I don't know. Again, it's just not one that people will complain about. You know, I think at five, like, okay, this isn't a first rounder, but at five, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. No, that's. That's very much. Ah, uh, again, it's it's one of those where it's definitely going to make the squad, even as a late round pick, and you might get a real good value from it. Uh, right. Compared to, it's it's probably not going to be a Tom Brady pick because that, right. that was just completely out of the blue. But
0: mm-hmm. I mean,
1: right. you're going to get Antonio Brown production probably with with none of the uh, mm-hmm. none of the character issues. So yeah, I like that pick.
0: Yeah, well done. Good yeah. Let's, let's cross your fingers that it's going to be a Tom Brady, but no, like in the back of your mind, it's like, no, but it's going to provide provide some sort of value. So, mm, so oh yeah. I'm going to read out just, just for our listeners, Shroom's draft, his final picks was fish food, caramel, mm. mango, vanilla, and strawberries and cream. He's representing the British Heart Foundation versus mine. I got chocolate chip cookie dough, cookies and cream, mint chocolate chip, butter pecan, and sherbet representing End Rape on campus. Please be sure after you listen to this podcast to go back into the the thread and vote on which of these teams you think won, won. and again, the loser will donate $10 to the winner's charity. And with that, we're going to move on to the last segment, one final final game that I have prepared. We're going to go to overrated, underrated, stupid, simple game. This is one that I play in real life with my friends because it, it is kind of just designed to cause arguments. We each brought three topics to the table here. And we're going to throw them out and say if we think that this thing is overrated or underrated versus, you know, public perception. The idea is eventually we're going to disagree on some things. And that's going to cause some, like, you know, skip and Shannon, undisputed late night ESPN Sports Center type arguments. So <laughs> whats what we're, we're looking for here. So, Shroom, if you're ready to go, I'll throw out my first thing. Shroom, I know, uh, I forget, is. Toad, toadstool girl right that's that's what we're we're calling her you're you're man
1: uh yeah yep yeah. that's toadstool girl is is yeah. indeed how we refer to her
0: right sorry for, sorry for the ladies on here he's he's not not available um i'm assuming that you've also been with women before her and yeah. i just want to first ask about uh if you think cuddling is an overrated or underrated thing
1: oh wow Cuddling. I mean, cuddling is one of those things that's really hard to quantify because it, it really depends on the quality of the cuddler.
0: Right. You do have good cuddlers and bad cuddlers. I do agree with that.
1: Mm. And I mean, sometimes you get a squirmer, and that's 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 not so yeah. good because you just you can't you can't sell, and you're not yeah. really comfortable doing it. And sometimes, I would say. I would say it's rated about correctly. I think, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's a fundamental part of, of who we are as people as well. You know, we've got to have that better contact, but yeah, I know correctly rated.
0: Right. For me, I don't know, cuddling, it just gets so much hype. It's like everyone, everyone loves cuddling. That's like, mm. is cuddling really that good that it, you know, is, is lives up to the hype. And in my opinion, I think yes. I mean, I think absolutely it does. Yeah. I'm actually even going to go a little bit underrated here. Okay, yeah. It seems like we're it seems like we're we're similarly in agreement here. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's that's
1: good. You know, check check that one off. I mean, if we get to the end of the segment without disagreeing on one thing, then I, I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna how we're gonna
0: resolve <laughs> this, but yeah. I feel like we're good there. We got we got five more chances. Great. I'm gonna throw know, one out. We yeah, go for it. Yeah,
1: I, I'm going to write for the jocular. Patrick Mahomes. Now.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, this is, as as you guys all know, this is a controversial one for me because I went to Texas Tech. He is the greatest mm-hmm. athlete in Texas Tech history and has done a lot for Lubbock, which is, is my city. I mean, I've rep Lubbock so hard. But at the same time, the Chiefs, man, <laughs> had to go to the Chiefs of all teams. So, it's it's really... That's always been something that I've struggled with. Um, but in oh, terms yeah. of putting my own personal biases aside, I honestly, I mean, I am going to have to say overrated. And my my reasoning here is everyone has kind of hyped him up as like, this is the next GOAT. Like, I don't think anyone can really, like, I don't think there's a single person in the league that can live up to next GOAT hype. I mean, that that's like an unbelievable amount of hype. So I do think he's a great quarterback. I think he's got a great career ahead of him. Um, I'm glad that he got a contract that's more than the entire GDP of Lubbock for a year. Happy for the guy, but <laughs> I just, I just am gonna have to say overrated. I and I agree with you. So I said before, I've got one thing that's overrated,
1: one thing that's underrated, and one thing that I think is correctly rated. So, I mean, my th- my thoughts on Holmes are: yeah, he's good, he's great, he's absolutely brilliant, he's electric to watch, and you know the stats are incredible, but I'm I'm very much of an eye test kind of guy when it comes to athletes. Mahomes is great. My issue is that announcers and media figures hype him up to the point where you, you think this guy's walking on water when he's just thrown a sort of five yard pass to Kelsey, who then rumbles for another 50. I mean, look at guys from his supporting cast so I mean Tyreek Hill uh, we won't go into the character but the player himself you look at what he's doing in Miami this season and he's not skipped a beat and I mean I don't think that anyone would say Tua is on a level with Mahomes as a quarterback I mean Tua's good like trust me I know I see him at least twice a season as a Patriots fan. And um, I, I like what I'm seeing from him this season uh, a lot more than I've liked what I've seen from him in previous years. And I mean, maybe health's come into that. But I've just got big capital letters, give his supporting cast and coaches credit. Because I mean, this is a scheme from Andy Reid and, and his, his kind of coordinators, which is just absolutely brilliant and fitted towards accentuating what Mahomes does so well. And I guess the question is if he'd have gone to a Chicago or Jacksonville or somewhere like that where the coaches weren't necessarily so plugged into making the most of of the tools that they have and kind of just trying to fit a guy into their scheme rather than to build their scheme around the guy and I mean you see another example of building the scheme around the guy with Lamar in in Baltimore who I did actually want the Pats to draft I, I wanted Lamar Jackson because he made me watch Liverpool football every night for every Saturday night for a, a year or two
0: um,
1: so yeah they do get the credit but they have I don't want people to interpret this as me saying Mahomes is a scheme. Is a scheme quarterback like we got thrown at Brady for years? He's not. Mm-hmm. He's a transcendent athlete. But the fact that Chris Collinsworth is salivating over a sort of, like I say, a sort of shovel pass that
0: yeah, no, then goes. I, I absolutely through, agree. With yeah. That. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I could throw a shovel pass. <laughs> Things like that yeah. is not not too incredible. So I, I think it's just the announcers, the hype there. I mean, that's always going to be a thought experiment is what if, you know, one of these other young quarterbacks went to Kansas City instead of Mahomes? Mahomes um, and then vice versa. What if Mahomes went to Chicago? It's always going to be, I'm not, again, I'm, I agree with you. Like he's definitely, you know, a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> he's definitely probably yeah. having more success than Mitch Trubisky in Chicago. But like, oh, yeah. I agree with you. I mean, Tyree killed Travis Kelsey. These are, you know, arguably the best players at their positions, and he definitely benefited a great deal from that. So I, I think overrated is a good spot for him there. I think it's important to point out as well that
1: we think he's overrated not because of him, but because of of
0: the perception yeah. and, and the reception that he gets. He seems um, like all, all I've had, I've known people that had classes with him. I've had professors that had him. He seems like he was a pretty solid guy from everything that I've heard. So no, nothing yep. personal there. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna move on to my my next uh my next thing that I brought to the table here. I'm not really a huge um shoe guy personally. I would I guess I should have let you say say your opinion first. But I, I think that shoes are like an extremely overrated thing. But I would love to get your opinion on shoes. I mean
1: Day Tuck, I hope he doesn't listen to this. I don't <laughs> understand how shoes can cost so much money when they're things that you put on your feet that will naturally get dirty and everything. And I know like no one's gonna wear sort of like actually wear a lot of these shoes. They are just there as almost like something to collect. Mm -hmm. And a guy that a guy that I worked with at the library he um, basically has, has a slight hustle where you get into the sort of raffles and everything like that. And he holds on to them and sells them on StockX. And I mean, it's fair enough way of making a few extra quid for sure. It's um, He's made quite a lot of money from it, I think. You know, he's doing quite well with it. And, uh, you know, fair play to him. And some of them, you do look at them, I mean, like, personally... I look at say like a pair of Jordan ones and I think, yeah, those, those are really nice, but it's more about what they represent and who they represent that I'm like, yeah, no, those are cool. If, if they were just sort of like, I, I, I don't know, I'm with you. I don't, I don't yeah. necessarily get the whole thing. Like I bought some shoes yesterday because I needed some new shoes and I won't buy any more new shoes until I need more new shoes. Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, I, yeah. I I wear some shitty Allbirds, and I get roasted from all the time. So I'm probably not the right yeah. guy to talk about this. But <laughs> wanted to see your opinion. So that's so far we're three for three. We've agreed on pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. So here's
1: here's where the bombs are gonna come out. British cuisine.
0: Oh man. So I <laughs> I think I know where where you're gonna go with this. I am gonna have to say just. Like culturally, being raised in in Texas in the South, the things that I ate were like very uh, full of spices, full, very very flavorful, <laughs> lots of things like that. So I mean, that's just kind of yeah. where my taste buds are, and in my mind, I'm not a pro of British cuisine, but it's about the opposite of that. So I am gonna have to say, like, I'm gonna go overrated. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna start off with
1: myth-busting, a very, very common thing that gets thrown at me. Nobody eats toast sandwiches. <laughs> They're not a thing. They don't exist, all right? We don't have toast sandwiches for uh, our lunch or whatever. And a lot of the perception, I think, in America of, of British food is the the last time there were sort of many, many, many Americans all in the UK at the same time was during the war and obviously because we were so close so much closer to everything and didn't have the ability to necessarily bring in supplies or anything our culinary culture took a hit because we were rationing everything so of course we ended up having this perception that went back with all of these young American guys, the British food is terrible. It's not. Yeah, it's not always the most spicy, unless, mm-hmm. of course, you're talking about Indian food, which I think if if you can count, say, Tex-Mex as American, I'm going to claim British Indian food as British.
0: That is absolutely Um, a hot take. It's one that I'm too uninformed about to dispute, but I'm very interested to see what, what our audience thinks about that.
1: Okay. And the reason is, so chicken tikka masala, for example, isn't a thing in India. Chicken tikka masala originated in Glasgow. There is a huge South Asian community in Britain, and we've embraced them. They've embraced us, and... Most British people will absolutely love an Indian, so I'm going to claim that as, as one of ours.
0: Uh, my next topic, I actually have no idea what your opinion's on. I just know that this has been super controversial in in our community. Um, so I just wanted to know what you, how how do you feel about baseball as a sport? I like it
1: from the start of the playoffs to usually the point that the Red Sox are eliminated, assuming they made the playoffs, which obviously they didn't this year. Hmm. It's just so long, man. Open like season. It's so long. They play so much baseball. And I don't know, it feels like usually by about the halfway point in the season, you basically kind of know who's gonna who's gonna be in the playoffs and who's not. And yeah, sure you get some teams that make a run late on but you you know i think by by halfway through who's good and who's garbage basically Mm
0: -hmm. there are some like there's some argument i mean i like that because there is a lot of games like from a living in the united states living in a city perspective Mm -hmm. we don't have a team here in vegas but um Mm -hmm. i grew up a large i spent a lot of time in colorado as a kid and, like, it's nice I could spend, like, $3 on Rockies tickets because the Rockies are ass. Mm. Like, that's a good, you know, for $3, that's a good way to spend a couple hours. So I like the live yeah. aspect of baseball. But in terms of, mm. like, actually following baseball as a sport, um the seasons are so long. But even just sitting down and watching games, like, there's definitely a lot of, <laughs> like, football, basketball, sports mm. like that that have sped up so much. I think baseball is getting mm. left behind a little bit, especially with, like, younger people in my age demographic you have the people that are into Mm -hmm. baseball but they're not as many and it's like you have a few people that are really into baseball instead of like Mm. with the nfl and basketball you have a lot of people that like lots of people are into those sports but just aren't as like obsessive with it so i mean with with all in all considered it's hard to gauge the public perception of baseball because you do have a large vocal i don't know if it's a minority majority but you have a vocal kind of group of people that are so against baseball. It's like, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the public opinion is low or high. I am yeah. tending to think like I, I'm tending to think that it's probably going to be overrated. I won't put it as super overrated, but I will say that it's an overrated sport. So we got one more topic. It's all yours.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, reading yeah. reading in general overrated, underrated, correctly right. Oh, okay.
0: Wow. Um. Ooh. That's a that's a tough one because I my gut instinct. I mean, when when you say that, my gut instinct is I want to say it's overrated. I just know that's gonna piss so many people off. <laughs> but maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. Um, because I think it is it is a a hobby, a valuable hobby to have, in that it provides entertainment, and it is like like a self-improvement thing. Whenever I watch, Mm. I watch hours, like I throw away so many hours of my life watching college basketball, and I don't necessarily get better because of that. And reading, I feel like when you do read, like you do, it's good for you, it's healthy, it's a middle exercise. Like, I think that it does help improve yourself. I just think that the people that are into reading are very obsessively, like, love reading, say that this is like, the greatest thing ever kind of similar in my mind to like the people that are into running that are like oh my gosh this is this is incredible kind of like i don't i won't say they're like condescending or anything but but they're like so like this is the greatest thing i've ever done and i just don't feel that way about reading i think it's a valuable thing i I don't say that like i'm not necessarily saying that reading is a bad thing just that it's so hyped that i don't think it could possibly live up to it and that's why i'll go overrated okay okay i mean
1: good luck Understanding instructions for next time you you need to do something, or uh, but no, like seriously though, reading reading fiction I think is is something that people sort of poo poo a lot once they once they get to school, and I think that to a certain extent, actually education does kill the love of reading for a lot of people because they're forced to read this sort of. Generally it's kind of these stuffy texts. like, you no, know, oh, you know, gotta read Chelsea, it's like Hamlet again, more Shakespeare, or something like that. And you're like there are other books out there. There is other stuff out there and there's there's something out there for everyone. And so I think I think actually it's mm-hmm. underrated because the amount of good that it does for my personal mental well being, when I've actually been able to sit down and read a book. Just can't be understated, you know. I I just I love it. I love the feeling that I get when I'm sitting there escaping off somewhere. And that might be fiction. That might be non-fiction. Um, apparently, reading a really cool mm. biography of Alexander Great and his dad, which is really really good. Um, so yeah, I would say it's underrated because a lot of people think
0: that mm. it's it's just one thing. It's really not. Also, as, like, um, a philosophy person, like, you, you don't get into, like, like, philosophy doesn't exist without reading and without things like mm-hmm. that. And I've spent a lot of time reading philosophy in my life, and that's something that I, I definitely do feel like I'm better because of it. So I definitely mm-hmm. see the argument in terms of, like, societal impact, in, in terms of, like, yeah. actually, like, on an individual level, if, as, a, as a hobby, as me reading, I'm sticking with overrated. Oh, and by
1: the way, Descartes is very overrated. <laughs> gonna...
0: Yeah, if it weren't for the fact that I don't think most of our audience are in lists of philosophy, like my three definitely would have been philosophers, so I want to throw hands. But <laughs> I don't think that makes a really, really good, good show. I, I am going to, because it's been an hour and a half, well, actually, for for our audience, we're recording this on Sunday. We're missing the first hour of the Sunday slate. So I'll leave you to do that. i need to go in and, and watch, see how my fantasy team doing. For, yeah. for our audience thank you guys for tuning in remember to thank vote you. on our ice cream flavors draft and make sure to tune in next week and we will see you guys later anything you want to say shroom no just thanks everyone for listening perfect <clears throat> all right no. perfect thanks, and I'm, I'm just gonna finish by saying Rene descartes is underrated and that's it that's podcast see you guys later <laughs> thanks man see you later mate i guess you're gonna miss
1: the panty ray push me
0: and then just touch me till i can get my matisfaction.
1: matisfaction
0: matisfaction
1: matisfaction